Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. For 12 years, World Read Aloud Day has challenged participants to grab a book, find an audience, and read aloud. The global effort is now celebrated in nearly 200 countries. For the past decade, Scholastic has been the title sponsor of World Read Aloud Day, which was created by LitWorld, a global nonprofit that shares a love of reading with children everywhere. Today, I'll talk with literacy expert and author Pam Allen, who is the founder of LitWorld. She'll share ideas for educators and families who would like to participate in this year's celebration, which takes place on February 3rd. I'll also talk with Malcolm Mitchell, the best-selling author of The Magician's Hat and my very favorite book in the whole wide world. His foundation, Share the Magic, helps transform young lives through literacy. In his past life, Malcolm was a star wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He even has a Super Bowl ring to prove it. Since we last spoke, Malcolm and his wife have become the parents of a beautiful baby boy. I'll ask Malcolm what reading means to him and why he wants to share his passion with kids everywhere. First, here's Pam Allen. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the program. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you for having me. The 12th Annual World Read Aloud Day takes place on February 3rd, as you know. Tell us about the celebration. We are so thrilled that it is the 12th annual, and we're even more thrilled that Scholastic is an amazing sponsor. And so there's a lot of fun things that are happening through Scholastic and also through LitWorld, the founder of World Read Aloud Day. But World Read Aloud Day this year, one great thing that I think kids have shown us and taught us is that they love the read aloud. They want it to happen no matter what's happening. And it's a great comfort to them. It's a great joy for them. They're the ones who've really made World Read Aloud Day huge. And each year, in fact, I was on a Zoom call today with um, a little girl in uh, one of our international schools. And she was telling me how she said, I remember. The first time I celebrated World Read Aloud Day, I carried so many books home that night, I could barely even stand. And I just thought that's exactly what we want to have happen, you know? <laughs> um, something great about this year is because it's, it is such, you know, it's been such a hard year for everybody with COVID that, and I think a lot of teachers have been doing the read aloud virtually and grandparents and people who can't be with their children for different reasons. I know my aunt has been doing read alouds with her little granddaughter pretty much every day. So I think it's given people a sense that the read aloud is so easy to do virtually. And so for that reason, I think World Read Aloud Day this year will feel particularly special because it's a way to link people and connect people and bond people. And then the second thing that's really fun this year about World Read Aloud Day is that we're emphasizing also that children are so empowered, their own voices matter so much. So to encourage them to read aloud to us as adults, to have them read to each other, to read to their baby brothers and sisters, to actually be in charge of World Read Aloud Day. And they're 
you know, of course they love that. So that's what's happening. And Scholastic has a website, scholastic.com backslash world read aloud day and litworld.org. Both of those are places that people can go to get all kinds of great information. What is the one thing you want caregivers and parents to know right now about reading aloud at home with young children and the benefits it provides? What I would love for us all, caregivers of all ages, parents, uh, grandparents, everybody, what I want everybody to know is that the Read Aloud confers an extraordinary benefit, uh, multiple benefits on the listener. And one of the benefits is this social, emotional sense of safety, the benefit of, I'm going to create a world of belonging around you. It's going to feel good. We're going to kind of shut out all the noise and create a safe space. And we're talking so much right now in our schools about trauma and about what kids have been through and the social isolation. And so that one is that the read aloud is a social emotional tool. And so that's number one. And then number two, what I'd love everybody to know is that it's something everybody can do. You don't have to be the world's best reader. You actually don't even have to know how to read at all. If you can read through through the pictures of a picture book, you could tell stories off the pictures. Um, You can invite your child to be with you in the telling of the story. Feel that the read aloud is a very kind and loving place to be, not only for the child, but for the adult. Nothing has to be exactly perfect. And then the third thing is, actually, the read aloud is really great for building skills. And this is something that people don't always think of, but there's a lot of research out there that shows that the read aloud is marinating children or teenagers of people of all ages in the written language in a way that's very accessible because oftentimes children's literature and young adult literature uses these really beautiful metaphors and uh, conventions and structures and language, word choice, All of that is just marinating right into that child. So the read aloud actually is shown to increase reading skills, even though sometimes parents will say, what does that have to do with reading? My child can read on their own. No, actually keep reading to your child, even after you think they can read on their own. Do you have any advice for educators on how to make this year's read aloud extra special, given that many schools are coping with remote learning? Well, one thing that uh, that we have on the Scholastic.com World Read Aloud Day website is something that Lit World created. It's kind of a tradition. It's called the Reading Crowns. And there's instructions on the website for how to make the Reading Crowns. Um, and they're really easy to make. And we ask children to, and everybody, to um, write along the top uh, what's in your reading mind today. Uh, so that's a, a really fun thing that the teachers could do virtually um, because the materials are very simple and they could even make pretend ones if they don't have all the materials they need at home. Um, the other thing is just to say is to just enjoy it. Don't feel that you have to be too instructional. Don't stop and ask a million comprehension questions. Just let the day be a miracle of celebration. We all need that. And children especially need that. You know, we can um, embrace the fact that it, The read aloud just brings a lot of joy to people. And I think just relax into that. You deserve the joy too. And uh, you're, you know, you're doing great. I'll say to teachers, you are all amazing. And let World Read Aloud Day Day be a day of celebration, of, of just transformational celebration. 
Well, thank you so much, Pam. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, I'd just like to say thank you, Suzanne, for always supporting World Read Aloud Day and all the work that we do to advocate for literacy across the world. And this podcast is always so supportive. And then I would just like to thank the teachers and parents and grandparents and caregivers, everybody who's listening today to thank you for your work and um, just know that I'm holding you in the center of my heart and thinking about you and can't wait till we all can be together in person for the biggest World Read Aloud Day celebration ever when we can get back together. We will look forward to that so much, Pam. Now, here is best-selling author Malcolm Mitchell. Hi, Malcolm. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak with you again. <laughs> well, I'm delighted you're here. Tell us, how did you become involved in the World Read Aloud Day celebration? Well, I, for the last five years, I've been on this journey, or mission rather to say, to in- impact kids through literacy. I use the phrase to, I, I aim to unlock the potential of young lives through literacy. And through my foundation and my career as a children's book author, provided some cool connectivity to World Read Aloud Day, a day where uh, we celebrate the importance of reading aloud to children. How does reading aloud with children help bring families together? I am a firm believer that there's nothing more freer or powerful than the power of uh, reading. When it comes to reading aloud, it provides so many uh, opportunities for children to be engaged with their parents or guardians, provides opportunity for emotional development. It's just a great tool to unify a family, unify a community. And I also believe it has the power to unify our country. If there are families out there listening and they want to get involved or join in to the program, how can they do so? You can find my foundation at www.readwithmalcolm.com. I know Scholastic does a tremendous job in uh, fostering tools for read-alouds for families. But if you want to join my mission, you just go to my website, learn a little more, email me, and we'll get to it. We'll change some lives through literacy. That's exciting. You have a beautiful new book for children. Could you tell us about it? Yes. My second book is titled My Very Favorite Book in the Whole Wide World. And inside the book, there's a character who struggles to read. And that's very similar to my story. Inside Henley, the character mentions some books being too thick, some sentences being too long, and some words being too hard. And there is a direct parallel between that, those lines and the reality I dealt with as a child. But inside, through encouragement from teachers, parents, people in the community, Henley continues to strive and search for a book that represents himself. And at the end, he realized sometimes the best stories are found in ourselves. And that is a message that I hope resonates with a lot of kids just to encourage them to keep trying to find a book that helps them become a better version of themselves. And if they can't find one, you know, maybe you should write it. Tell us a little bit about your own reading journey growing up and how you eventually discovered the love of reading that had eluded you. 
as a child growing up in Valdosta, Georgia, football was the most popular thing to do, just like it is in a ton of other communities. I was no different than any other child, so I did what felt natural. I played sports and I neglect school. By the time I got to the University of Georgia, it was obvious to me that that was a poor decision. And I noticed the dire consequences of that choice. And I wanted to do something about it. My mom always encouraged me to be the best Malcolm I could be, not be the best football player I could be. And I had this strong belief that literacy could help me turning turn into the best version of myself. So I went on that journey and it was really tough at first. I struggled and I really had to start from the ground floor up. I was a 19, 20 year old college student that the world praised for my ability to catch a pass in the bookstore buying the very hungry caterpillar exclamation mark, the giving tree and buying those books to help teach me myself how to become more literate. Wow, that's so inspiring. And I think you are the best person to inspire other kids who may be reluctant readers through your foundation and through your own work. What do you see among kids? What do they struggle with, kids who don't like to pick up a book? And how do you turn them on to this magical world of reading? I've been doing a lot of research on cultural relevancy. As a child growing up in a low-income community, it was really hard for me to appreciate uh, the status quo of maybe getting an A or getting a B. I couldn't, that did not resonate with me more so than the TV telling me, you know, if I caught a football, if I knew how to run fast, I'd be granted financial freedom and social mobility. Uh, So I fell in love with that idea. But in actuality, reading provides those same uh, resources necessary to accomplish uh, financial freedom and social mobility. So as I got older, I began to understand everything that I wanted out of life I could gain through reading. Uh, So as I talk to children, I try to make sure they understand that sports and entertainment is not the only way to get the outcome that you seek. Uh, In fact, reading is the best tool to predict your future. So it's safe to say if you read, you can succeed. And that's the message that I communicate with children. We certainly hope now that children have many more books in which they see themselves much more positive representation than you had as a child. You have contributed to that with your two wonderful books. How important is that? Talk about that, the lack of of really a history and a culture and a literature that was open to you as a child. It's a harsh reality for many kids in our country and around the globe. It's hard to believe in something you've never seen. And it's really hard to believe in something you've never been told. Let me use a personal example. The ideal of being a children's book author was not a relevant idea in my community. I think the fact that I became one is a powerful example of what reading can do for you. It exposes you to new ideas and new opportunities that you might like and enjoy and may turn it into an actual career. But children in these communities are not seeing themselves. They're not being presented the plethora of opportunities that this world provides. And because of that, (laughs) 
their scope is limited to believing only what they see and what they see is not a lot. And I think reading helps break that barrier and allows kids to see outside of their immediate circumstance to get them to hope beyond their home environment, to get them to believe that they can be as a superhero like the characters they'll read in a book. And that's really cool. That's powerful. To me, that represents the power of reading. Reading a good book and loving it is, I think, one side of the scope. But the other side is reading is the most powerful tool to free your mind and to help you believe you can be whatever you want to be. And that's from personal experience. Malcolm, you're a champion on the field and off. This is really inspiring. What do you hear? We've all been isolated during the pandemic, but before that, you visited schools. You talked with children about literature, about love of books. Mm -hmm. What did you hear from them about their own struggles? Well, the truth is, in low-income communities, you have to make a lot of choices. And some of those choices are a part of what's necessary to sustain life, food, water, shelter. And because the financial resources are limited, you have to pick between which ones you want to provide. And the truth is that some children, and especially their parents, are deciding whether they'll have lights or they'll have food. When you're put in that situation, it's, it's really, really tough to introduce the idea of a $15 book. So in these communities where we want to talk about the importance of reading, well, it's hard for these children to access books. One of the most upsetting statistics is that one in 300 kids in low-income communities don't have age-appropriate books. So I can shout from the highest tower to read, 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 and read to succeed. But if there are no books at home, well, the child really doesn't have an opportunity to fall in love with it. So as I'm out in the, in the community, book ownership seems to be one of the top priorities uh, for children in, in these environments. We're working at Scholastic and Lit World to get books into children's hands and now for World Read Aloud Day to offer digital books, <laughs> book packets online, right. everything we encourage families, whether it's a story they tell on their own or a magazine and newspaper, yes. anything at all. I wondered, are there other books or ways of reading aloud and participating in World Read Aloud Day that don't involve having 200 books at home? I think so. The beautiful thing that that may be a, a poor choice of wording uh, because we are suffering from a global pandemic, but what has happened is a lot of people have volunteered their time and resources to uh, participate in the process of encouraging reading through the form of read-alouds that are free to access online. We see celebrities stepping in to provide their time and resources to do read-alouds, hoping to encourage kids to continue uh, that growth process. The internet is a beautiful thing. Uh, I think we just have to continue to search and provide tools for children and parents to take advantage of. I know my foundation has virtual reading challenges that are free for anyone who wants to participate, and they are year-round programs. So I think there are things out there like that that may provide some resource, but I don't think anything can truly uh, take away the process of a teacher teaching a child firsthand how to become a better reader. That's really hard to replace. That's borderline impossible. 
What does reading aloud mean to you? What has it meant to you in your life? It has given me an opportunity to bond with my son. Being a part of the nonprofit uh, literacy space, I'm fully aware of the statistics of children who are not read aloud to. So it gives me an opportunity to uh, do what is important to make sure uh, my my son has the, the best chance at being his best self. And uh, I encourage any parent to, if you have the ability, and my mom did not, she worked three jobs to provide. So I understand completely. Uh, but if you have three minutes and you have a, a, a book, I would say, take those three minutes and read aloud and it will make a world of difference. Why are you partnering with Scholastic and Lit World to celebrate World Read Aloud Day this year? I believe there's no mind freer or more powerful than one that's literate. I'm confident a more literate country will foster growth, hope, and unity. It's my belief that the more literate our country is, the more unified we will be. I'm partnering with Scholastic because I believe reading is necessary for long-term growth. So moving. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we let you go, Malcolm? This has been extremely helpful. No, this is great. And you do a great job at this. So thank you for (laughs) inviting me on. I always enjoy when we get to speak with each other. I love it too, Malcolm. And I'm no longer a Giants fan. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan of Malcolm Mitchell. (laughs) Happy World Read Aloud Day. I'm just so happy for you and your wife, your new little boy. Enjoy him. And he's a lucky guy. I appreciate you. Thank you. My great thanks again to Malcolm Mitchell and Pam Allen for joining me today. And thank you for listening. To learn more about World Read Aloud Day and how you can participate, check the show notes or go to scholastic.com slash podcast. Special thanks to producer Bridget Benjamin, sound engineer Daniel Jordan, and music composer Lucas Elliott Eberle. I'm Suzanne McCabe. We look forward to sharing more Scholastic Reads next time.